The New York Islanders lose a heartbreaker in overtime. We'll talk about the good, bad, and the ugly from this game, including a surprising player who had a rough time of it. Plus, we have all that and the latest injury updates on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, comment, Maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show. You can email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on X at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on X at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis. And it's great to talk Isles hockey with you game time or any time. Well, this one was a tough one. Uh, a 3-2 to two overtime loss to the Washington Capitals in D.C., and let's start with the bright side of this, the good news. Here was an Islanders team who played a very hard-fought battle uh, just one night previously against Edmonton, really had to play all-out defense to win that game, and then fly down to Washington, D.C. and take on a Capitals team that hadn't played in three days. So between home ice advantage and the Islanders being on a back-to-back, second game of a back-to-back, you're already at a disadvantage in two ways. And I think that the first couple of periods, especially the first period, but the first two really, reflected that difficulty that the Islanders had. They looked slow. They looked lethargic. 
They just did not look like a team that came ready to play this hockey game. And yet, they got that tying goal midway through the third period by Anders Lee and managed to earn a point in this game. And, you know, the mark of good hockey teams is, or one of the marks of a good hockey team, is that they find a way to get points, or better yet, wins, but in this case, points, when they're not playing at their best. And the Islanders did indeed manage to do that. So, I I can't say this was a terrible outcome, and yet there are reasons that we are frustrated in this game and by the way this game ended. And I'm going to just come out and say it. And remember, I am, I try to be even-handed here. When a player is struggling, I'm going to say they're struggling. When a player is playing great, I'm going to say, hey, they, they're doing well. I'll give the example of Anders Lee, who really was playing poorly in the first 15, 17 games of the year, has since picked up his play. I was critical of him early. I have given him the respect that he is due for the way he's turned his season around. And to me, the frustrating thing about this game was the play of Noah Dobson. And Dobber wasn't alone, okay? He, he wasn't the only reason the Islanders lost this game. But, but, that penalty in overtime is something you just can't do. And what happened, if you look at the replay, Dauber had a little brain fart. Uh, He carried the puck into the offensive zone, went across the blue line against the boards, and was hoping or expecting to pass to a trailing forward who was then entering the zone. One problem. The Islanders forward, who we expected to pass to, headed off the ice to make a change. Well, Dauber looked up, saw that the player wasn't there, and froze. And at that moment, when he froze, that's when Martin uh, Fahervari took the puck away. Dobson's stick is between his legs, trips him up. Was it a little bit of a ticky-tack call? Kind of. Was it a deliberate trip? No. But I can tell you right now, when your stick is between another player's legs and they go down, they're going to call that 99.9% of the time. You can't complain about the call itself. But, you know, for Dobson, there had to be a quick plan B in that instance. And whether you dump the puck in or you you keep skating with it, or you try to pass it back out of the zone and regroup. The one thing that you cannot do under those circumstances is freeze. You just can't stop and look around and say, oh, what do I do now? Because hockey, especially three-on-three overtime hockey, is a fast very unforgiving kind of a game. And as soon as you hesitate, 
you are in trouble. And the result was the penalty. You get a power play, a four-on-three power play. Now, look, the Capitals came into this game with the worst power play in the NHL. But when they get a four-on-three power play like that, uh, you know, it's tough to hold them off. And Dylan Strom ends up with the game-winning goal, and it's lights out. So, the the bad news is that Dauber made a mistake. Now, even in this game, and he also had a couple of giveaways in this game, but you know what? He was still a plus two in this game. And it's hard to knock Noah Dobson because of the outstanding season that he's had. Now, he didn't get a point. That ends his point streak. But still, uh, Noah Dobson has taken his game to a completely different level. And, yeah, he made the mistake that ended up, you know, costing them a point in this game. But, you know, without Noah Dobson, where would they be? So, I'm going to call out Dobber. I'm going to say he did not have his usual outstanding game, and he made a critical mistake that led to the power play that led to the loss in OT. But... got to take into consideration how good he's been this season and just say, hey, everybody has a bad game, even Noah Dobson is human, and uh, move on from there. But uh, not his best effort tonight. Still played 28 minutes and 19 seconds, which led all players. So, uh, you know, tough one there. Gotta say, Noah Dobson is indeed the GOAT of the game, uh, even though he's been the hero of the game so many other times. Uh, As far as the hero of the game, you know, I'm going to give it to Anders Lee for the game-tying goal uh, and, and to the Islanders for not quitting. You know, this team after being flat for 40 minutes and being outplayed. They were still only down 2-1, to one, thanks to Varley, Semyon Varlamov, and they managed to fight back, and Lee tied it. So to me, hero of the game, Anders Lee. Go to the game, Noah Dobson. But overall, not the worst thing in the world to get a point on uh, the second a- end of a back-to-back when the other team is at home, and has three days of rest. We're going to have some more key takeaways from this game, plus for our Islanders' birthday of the day, another tough one. We've had a few tough ones this week. Uh, A player who was with the Islanders, a defenseman who was with the team for 18 games in 2008-2009, also played for the Sharks and Panthers. Let's see if you can guess who that is, all that, and a whole lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. 
And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So this game against the Caps, to me the, the most frustrating part other than the bad penalty to end it, uh, gotta, gotta say that you don't want to give up the two points to Washington in particular. Uh, Semyon Varlamov played well, stopping 34 out of 37 shots. Can't say that any of the goals he allowed were soft. And especially in the first 40 minutes of the game, when the Islanders were a bit slow and struggling, uh, and the Capitals were faster and sharper and winning more of the battles to those 50-50 pucks, the reason they were only down 2-1 to one in this game is largely because of Semyon Varlamov. And Varley has a tough game, uh, job in the sense that, you know, he's realistically going to play not all the games. You know, he's going to play, what, maybe two out of every five games. It comes down to mostly one a week. It's really been like one out of three, a little bit better than that. So, you know, the Islanders now have played uh, 32 games, and he started 12, 20 starts for Sorokin. So if you're playing once a week, twice a week, tops, but realistically, you're playing once every 7 to 10 days, depending on the schedule, Uh, that is tough on a goalie to stay sharp, no matter how much you practice, uh, how many pucks you see in practice, it is... Uh, difficult to stay sharp. Varley, as a veteran, knows how to do it, and he continues to do it game in and game out. Uh, You know, he had a 9-19 save percentage, better by four points than Ilya Sorokin coming into this game and matched it with a 9-19 save percentage in this contest. So that is, again, encouraging. Bo Horvat saw his 11-game, career-high 11-game point streak come to an end. Uh, and, you know, Bo had four shots on goal, which tied for the lead on the team with Brock Nelson and J.G. Pajot. But, you know, look, not going to score in every game. Now you got to start another streak. I think that becomes the bottom line. Uh Kudos out there for Hudson Fashing for his goal that got the Islanders 
on the board in the second period. It's his second goal of the year. Cal Clutterbuck, the only helper. But again, fashing, just kind of doing Hudson fashing things. He scores on the only shot, blocks a shot, makes some smart plays along the boards. Got to give him credit for that. And just to show again what the Islanders and Lane Lambert did strategy-wise against Edmonton. Only two shots on goal by the six defensemen against Edmonton. In this game against the Capitals, every defenseman on the roster, and it's the same six guys, Noah Dobson, Alexander Romanoff, Mike Riley, Sebastian Ajo, Robert Bortuzzo, and Samuel Bolduc. Every one of them had at least two shots on goal. Ajo had three. But uh, you got 13 shots on goal from your defensemen in this game, in part because they weren't being as cautious as they were when they were playing just an amazingly talented offensive juggernaut like the Edmonton Oilers. As far as a guy who has kind of cooled off a little bit as of late, uh, I got to say that Pierre Engvall, has really kind of just had a little slump at this point. And this was his seventh straight game without a point, and he's been a minus one in each of the last three games, took a penalty in this game, and only had the one shot on goal. So right now that the Engvall has kind of stumbled a little bit, and it wouldn't shock me if, well, okay, I'll rephrase. It would shock me if the Islanders sit him. I might sit him if everybody is healthy. Uh, But, again, not something that Lane Lambert typically tends to do. But, uh, you know, the last few games, at least, Engvall kind of struggling. Kyle Palmieri was a minus two in this game, as was the defense pairing of Mike Riley and Sebastian Ajo. So, overall, you know, not a terrible performance. Good to get the point, but the way you lose and the fact that you lose to a division rival makes it a little bit frustrating overall. But, again, three points out of a possible four on a back-to-back. You do that all the time, you're going to probably be in playoff contention, and again, the Islanders, when they don't play their best, finding a way to at least get one point out of this effort, and make no mistake about it, the accumulation of loser points by the New York Islanders, and right now, they have got nine loser points on the season in 32 games, Uh, That is a huge difference as to why this team is tied for second place with the Philadelphia Flyers, although technically the Flyers are ahead of them because they have a game in hand. Anyway, lots more to discuss on today's show. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day, plus some injury updates, including a player who did not play in this game. We'll have all that and a whole lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. 
Bo Horvat could score 50 goals. The Islanders could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you can win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Sorokin, McDavid, or McKinnon will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in any given game. To win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Islander fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Injury updates. Well, Pelic, Polak, guess what? Still not skating. That is uh, certainly frustrating. They're not ready to come back. Scott Mayfield not skating. Not ready to come back yet either. Still waiting on them. But a new injury uh, taking place in the game against Edmonton. Julian Gauthier left the game in the second period, did not return. He is now listed as day-to-day with an upper body injury. He did not play against the Capitals. Who do they plug into the lineup? Well, of course, it was Oliver Wallstrom. Wallstrom, one shot on goal, one hit in 11 minutes and 39 seconds of ice time. He made one very good play. I think that was officially the hit. But overall, you know, not a very noticeable performance by Wallstrom in those 11 and a half minutes. And yeah, it's tough for a guy who hasn't played in a couple of weeks to get back on the ice and just, you know, be on and at his best. But that is the challenge that the Islanders face you know, any player faces when they are a black ace and when somebody's hurt or sick or is slumping and you get put in the lineup, that's your opportunity to make that impression on the coaching staff and make them say, hey, you know what? We need this guy out there again in the next game because, you know, he played really well. I don't think Wallstrom necessarily did that. We don't know how long Gautier will be out. Matt Martin still uh, scratched, even though he is, you know, on the active uh, roster. He just doesn't seem to be ready to play, plus which Hudson Fashing continues to play pretty well. Looks like Matt Martin, not sure if he's ready to play, but he continues to sit. Grant Hutton was the other uh, healthy scratch, giving the team a little bit of defensive depth. But Gautier now added to the Islanders' lengthy list of injuries. 
And again, you know, the fact that this team has been able to continue to accumulate points and wins when you're missing three of your top six defensemen, that is impressive. And again, credit has to be given to Lou Lamorello. And while I don't like a lot of the moves he makes, uh, as far as the length of contracts and the dollar amount of contracts or the emphasis he, you know, places on the, you know, the way he builds this team, picking up Mike Riley and Robert Bortuzzo the way he did and doing it on the cheap, one is a waiver addition, one is a trade for a seventh round draft pick, and being able to have them inserted into the lineup immediately fit in well, and actually help this team overcome some of their shortcomings, I got to give Lou Lamorello credit, and I'm going to give Lane Lambert some credit as well, because the Islanders' system tends to be very exacting and specific, and when a guy doesn't know his teammates and isn't that familiar with the system, to have... uh, them come in and play well and learn the system on the fly and fit in very well is a credit to the coaching staff. So while I'm critical of the coaching staff when the, when I think they deserve it, I'm also going to give them praise. And to me, Lane Lambert and his assistant coaches deserve credit for uh, Doug Huda, the uh, you know assistant coach for defense. I give him credit for the quick integration of Mike Riley and Robert Bortuzzo into the lineup and for the fact that even when you have three of your top six defensemen out of the lineup, you are still able to play consistent and winning hockey. So kudos to them, and hopefully we will get some good news on the injury front at some point in the future. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and Wednesday was the 41st birthday of former Islanders defenseman Joe Callahan. Callahan, a third-round pick by the then Phoenix Coyotes back in 2002, played three seasons at Yale, big guy, 6'3", 220 pounds, and made his NHL debut with the Islanders in the 08-09 season, spent most of the year at Bridgeport, but 18 games with the big club, two assists, four penalty minutes, and he was a plus five. Spent one game with the San Jose Sharks in 09-2010, then spent most of the season in the minors, and then played 27 games with the Florida Panthers in 2010-2011 before closing out his career with two more years in the AHL. Only 46 career games in the NHL uh, for Joe Callahan. He had four assists in 16 penalty minutes, two of those four assists coming with the New York Islanders. And we go back and look at one of his better games with the Isles, March 2nd, 2009, at the Old Barn, the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Islanders hosting the Colorado Avalanche. Andrew Raycroft, the goalie for the Avs. Jan Denis in between the pipes for the Islanders. And Joe Callahan in this game gets his 
Uh, one of his two assists with the Islanders, he assisted on a second-period goal by Jesse Yoansu. That gave the Islanders a 2-1 to one lead in a game they would eventually win by a score of 4-2. to two. Callahan on ice for 18 minutes, 9 seconds. He was a plus one to go along with the assist in this game. And uh, the Islanders get the win. Three assists for John Sim in this one. And Jeff Tambellini had a goal and an assist. But for Joe Callahan, uh, a big moment for him as he gets one of his two points with the Islanders. And he is our Islanders birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Everydayers, tomorrow on the show, we will preview the final game before the holiday break. The Islanders will be in, uh, will be facing, excuse me, the Carolina Hurricanes in Carolina in another big divisional matchup. And remember now, this is a stretch of five straight division games for the Islanders. They got one point in this one. Then it's at Carolina, at home to Pittsburgh, at home to Washington, in Pittsburgh on New Year's Eve to close out that five-game stretch. Division games always more important, so this is critical times for the New York Islanders in the tight Metropolitan Division. We will preview the game against Carolina and a whole lot more on tomorrow's show. Until then, stay safe, everybody. Have a great day. And of course, let's go Islanders.